Hello and welcome along to another episode of The Rodcast with me, Paul Johnson. I hope you're good. I hope you're well. I hope you've had a good week. I hope you caught some fish. And uh, what with the rain and the wind and everything else that goes with it, it, we've all been in a bit of a spin. Which brings me on to my Tackle on Test feature this week. We're going to be looking at a spinning rod, okay, a nine foot spinning rod, which I took out, not being an experienced spinner as such, but I had great fun with it. That's all coming up in this week's Tackle on Test. And as the podcast gods have looked down on us, giving us a spinning rod to test, we're going to look at how we can catch fish with that spinning rod. In our species section, we're going to be telling you how to catch bass with lures and plugs and spinning gear. That's spinning for bass in our species section. So welcome along, one and all, to the Rodcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, it's that tackle on test time of day, and I'm so pleased because I've been doing something that I've not done much of in the past, and that is spinning. And I've been out spinning with a spinning rod, spinning for bass, which is a great fun thing to do. I really enjoyed it. I went out twice, which I'll tell you about a bit later on. Um, and the rod I got to test on our tackle on test feature was a favourite Cobalt CBL 902M. Now, I was quite chuffed with this. A nice looking little rod, nine foot long, which is kind of poacher size rod, I call it. Um, and uh, it's as small as I would probably want to go spinning off rocks with. I don't really hold with six foot, seven foot rods. Um, I like a bit of length to get over the rocks if I need to. Um, and it allows me to fish over the rocky outcrops I've got on the beaches near me, really, um, around Herne Bay, Denge Marsh and Hythe and all around there. But that's a personal thing. Um, it's called an entry level rod, but it's not exactly entry-level prices, but I'll tell you a little bit about that later on. Um, when I unboxed it, it came in its own little bag, a little plasticky, vinyl-y type rod bag, which was fairly cheap-looking and fairly cheap-feeling, really. But the actual rod itself, once I got it out, did 
looked quite good quality. Really nice blank actually, carbon with a sort of dark grey black look to it like a lot of modern rods and it also had a nice little blue tinge to the writing at the bottom of near the handle where it said cobalt rod and it told you that it was a cobalt CBL 902M really nicely written on there and each ring was actually whipped with blue as well so the black and the blue really does look quite nice so first glimpse of it I was quite impressed um, putting it together it's got a nice little whip to it which you would expect from a spinning rod these rods for spinning are virtually what a freshwater rod would feel like if you like quite whippy and quite nice um, so quite often you need that extra sort of strength in the rod for your confidence um, when you're casting out and this one certainly felt that way being nine foot long felt really good um, now I partnered this with a, a Daiwa Ninja spinning reel that I have I like the little Daiwa Ninjas it's again this freshwater size reel really slightly bigger about the same size as a Shimano Sedona about 2000 to 2500 type reel but I like the little ninjas the Daiwas because they're fast they're light and they have got quite a lot of bottle to them they're quite a strong reel as well considering their size and I know we're spinning and you never know what you're going to catch and you need a reel that's going to handle that obviously now I do like the rods look as I say but uh, it's got very nice eyes good quality eyes all the way up and down the rod but until you get to the top one and I found just looking at it and this is without tackling it up yet and looking up and down the rod the eyes looked really nice um, but looking at it there as you look closer up to the top eye it looks like a very small top eye um, I thought gosh you know if I'm going to be using a leader I might have a trouble there but mind you I'm rubbish at uh, tying leaders anyway but looking back down the rod the handle's very nice um, it's got a cork or corky fact handle which is almost like a composite these days but it gives that look and feel of cork and that blends into some rubberoid type wrapping which goes really nicely the black rubber unfolding into the little bit of brown cork that you've got around the handle really nice size first I love that but as I say the eyes do get a bit small as you get to the end of the rod but luckily I was going to be using braid with this I really wouldn't want to be tying leaders to it but mind you you know I'm rubbish at tying leader knots anyway and some people uh, like to have a fluorocarbon leader when they're spinning 16 to 20 20 pound um, I don't on this occasion anyway when I went out I just went braid straight through because I've got some great sort of pale coloured braid that I'm going to load this reel with which I've done before I went out so I didn't have to worry about um, those leader knots catching on that top eye but I think probably what I would do is if I was going to keep this rod between you and me and the gatepost I might bit brutal but strip off that top eye and put a slightly bigger one on just uh, to make it more comfortable and the real seat on the rod looks really good quality good quality materials doesn't appear flimsy at all the uh, tightening nut is very smooth you can feel that tightening up quite nicely perfect fit for the Dioin Ninja placed it in didn't really have to screw it up much just fitted nicely and I like the feel of it as I whipped it around before I went out fishing so I set off to two locations uh, with my newfound spinning rod and my new reel uh, I felt a bit like a poacher took lots of diet cola but traveled light uh, feeling a bit like a poacher and I just went off with three or four lures really just to try my luck with this bit of kit and I got to the beach 
climbed up on a little rocky outcrop, put my rod together, and I was just using a Panchenko lure. Panchenko, really quite a nice lure. I like a heavy lure when I'm lure fishing. That worked quite well. It was really casted well with this lure. In fact, I was surprised at how far I could actually cast with it, because my main fear about um, spinning and with light lures and things is can I get out over the rocks, or am I going to be fighting the wind? Um, am I going to be casting and it landing back on the beach? Um, the rod felt really nice and it loaded a bit like a, a fresh water rod would load if you like when you're ledgering and you can really fly them as you probably know quite away uh, across the lake even with just a little light weight on and it felt the same as that which gave me a little bit of clearance being nine foot as well um, the water was quite clear and wasn't much wind lucky enough for me I think had it been windy I might have been coming up against all sorts of problems but um, certainly uh, started working the lure I know with the Penchenko lures that you need to uh, work and make them dive down because they sit on top and you make them dive and jig them around and I enjoyed doing that it was good fun after about an hour though I, I must say I got no takes at all which was a bit frustrating um, but then again I'm not a, a spinning fisherman I just kept going then I moved over to the other side of the outcrop and got my first hit uh, now I missed it but it was quite exciting actually and the rod felt that on straight away and loaded quite nicely and started to bend I thought well, I'm in and for some reason it must have got off or something happened uh, maybe attacked the lure from the side or something but for a split second there I had an idea of how that rod would perform with a fish on don't know what it was probably a school bass I mean it wasn't a huge hit but uh, the rod handled it quite well and the great thing about this rod I found is that it's so light I could carry it around all day you know you, you barely know that you've got it um, now I'm a bit strange I tend to put the real handle on the right hand side people always moan at me and say yeah that's weird to swung around actually I like holding the rod with my left and having a strong right hand to reel the big fish in I think that's born out of having rubbish tackle when I first started all those years ago and I needed all the strength in the world to turn that reel with my right hand as I was pulling macrolin or whatever in my younger days I've kind, of, I've kind of kept that habit if you like but all in all it really did fly and it gave me the confidence to really hit this uh, cast this lure out away not that I needed to do that because spinning obviously isn't all about casting a long way it's about looking for the fish but all in all really pleased with that rod I moved on to the second venue I changed the lure this time uh, I changed it up to a a back candy Shimano. Lovely name for a lure. Really colourful. Again, nice weight in this lure. The back candy. Uh, recommended by lots of people for bass. Thought I'd give that a go. At my Herne Bay area. Secret squirrel location. Uh, where there's a few rocks. The water's deeper than well on this particular venue as well and I started casting and to my ultimate surprise within 15 minutes no word of a lie um, I hooked into a little school bass um, nice fish really nice fought well great feeling on the rod uh, even though it wasn't a huge fish it was nice to to catch a fish on that and see how this rod performed and knocked and felt really no problem at all real handled it which I would expect from a ninja 
and the rod handled it equally well. Uh, then it went quiet for about an hour, and then about an hour, 15 minutes later, I got a really nice hit, and a nice bass took it, and I was so pleased with that. That was up to £3 on that bass, which is not huge, but for me, quite a nice bass, and the rod handled it really nicely as well. So all in all, this favourite rod, this Cobalt, is a really good bit of kit. Now, what I haven't mentioned through this review is the cost of it. They call it an entry-level rod. Uh, it's 80 quid. So, you know, but I think it's worth it, you know. I think, you know, with summer coming, you know, we've all been locked down. It's probably a good time to get out and about, as we all have been yearning to do, um, and get a couple of you on those rocks fishing and spinning for bass. The cobalt uh, favourite will do the job for you at 80 quid. Why not? Go treat yourself. And that is your tackle on test for this episode of the Rodcast. podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier. Mm. And for me, like, that's just worth it. The Weekly Roast, Music in My Life, and How Are You? Just three more podcasts to feast your ears on. Find them wherever you found this podcast. Well, now, having got really excited about our cobalt nine-foot spinning rod, I thought it only natural um, in this week's episode of the Rodcast to talk about spinning for bass in our species 
section. Now, we all love bass, and I've spoke about bass um, about twice now on the show, and we've spoke about catching it off of the shore in the summer, and we've also spoke about the rivers and estuaries, looking for those little school bass on ragworm baits, etc. But what are bass? Well, bass are a silver powerhouse predator, and they like nothing more than taking a live fish bait. So, this is where we get into the spinning for bass. And it's a wonderful thing to do because there's nothing more exciting than spinning for bass with light gear, a nice light thin topped fishing rod, a nice small spinning reel up and down the shores and off the rocks and piers around the UK. Some marks to get these bass and get bass on lures are um, around any rocky outcrop. So if you've got a beach which then gives way to rocks and groins, if you've got an old pier that maybe isn't being used anymore, if you can get close to that bass like a nice rocky ground obviously they do come up on the flat surf but if you're going to go lure fishing and spinning for bass you want to find the sort of marks that will be easy accessible and where they'll be likely to be hunting around now in mackerel season the mackerel chase the white bait okay that's we all know that we spoke about that on our species section when we spoke about mackerel fishing the other week and where there's mackerel chasing white bait there's going to be bass feeding quite often the wily bass angler will be fishing with the lure right in amongst uh, a mackerel shoal used to see it off dover admiralty pier quite a lot when we went down there and um, there'd be people spinning off of there for bass because bass obviously feed on white bait and they tend to like fish that have either been lost from the shoal or injured and in a big shoal of mackerel chasing these white bait around that's dinner time for a bass so tackle wise what we need really is quite a simple setup you need your main line uh, through your rod and reel and then a lure clip and that's about it to start off really what you want is a small fixed spool reel now I'm an advocate for big, chunky, fixed ball reels, as you know. Uh, the 8,000 and the 10,000 size reels, Daiwa emblems, those sort of reels I really love. But on this occasion, it's completely reverse. What you want is a small fixed spool reel now you can use small reels there's loads of them on the market and the great thing about spinning uh, for bass and lure fishing in general is there's loads of cheap rods if you look online um, maybe some of the big auction sites maybe amazon you'll be able to pick up spinning reels quite cheaply but do be careful don't go too cheap because you know there's nothing worse than having a big fish on and your reel falling apart and cogs going out all over the place um what is a safe bet i like and i love using this is the little diawa ninja now i love the diawa ninja because it's quite a powerful little reel it's light it's small and it's very fishable or the shimano 2500 sight reels 2500 to 3500 size perfectly good so you're almost looking like a freshwater angler on the rocks <laughs> now um, I like a nine foot rod when we talk about rods for lure fishing I'm not really into the six and seven foot so I find them a little bit difficult to cast so I prefer having the confidence of a nine foot rod especially when we're only casting out seven to thirty gram lures you know it's nice to have that little bit of whip in the rod a bit like the cobalt favorite cobalt that we tested um, in our tackle on test feature and um, that sort of rod is ideal if you're gonna be serious about your lure fishing you will find that the spinning rods uh, tend to go up in gram sizes um, so a 7 to 30 gram lure rod is what you're going to be needing um, a 7 to 30 gram lure rod 
is ideal. And, and as I say, I like the nine foot rods because I find them easier to cast. Just a personal thing. Some people, maybe if they're smaller or slighter in stature, they might be quite happy with a six or seven foot rod, but uh, not for me. 15 pound line will do, but personally, I prefer to use braid. Um, and when I went out uh, with the rod that we spoke about on the Taclon test, I actually used a very light braid. Um, and as I use it anyway, I don't really bother worrying about leaders or monofilament leaders. A lot of people who go lure fishing and spinning like to put a monofilament leader in. But what I found and what I do find is a lot of the spinning rods have quite small top eyes and having leader knots can be a bit of a pain actually. Um, so if you can get away with fishing line straight through uh, and you're not going to be throwing a lure around like a lunatic, it's uh, probably a good idea. Now, lures, there's there's hundreds of lures. I mean, which lure? I mean, there's loads. Some are brightly coloured, some are white, rubbery, silicon lures um, with weighted hooks in. Some are old school, that I call old school, silver spoon spinners. Some are triangle-shaped gold things. I mean, over the years, there's been many 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 different lures one i do like is the do live rubber soft plastic lure this screws up onto your lure clip quite nicely just twist it on um almost like a lug worm in a way but obviously it's in a silicon base and that really does imitate a fish well especially if you're fishing in areas where there's mackerel and there's white bait and the mackerel are chasing the white bait it does look for all intents and purposes like a white bait and this is what spinning is all about Spinning lures and fishing with lures is all about imitating fish. That's why you find lots and lots of lures with lots of different colours imitating small mackerel, small tiny whiting, small rockfish, and the shads in particular. The shad lures tend to imitate small rockfish, etc, etc. Personally, I think the best thing to do if you're going to go lure fishing and spinning for bass is have four or five, six or seven tops different lures in your tackle box because they're very easy to change. You're on a lure clip, so all you do is just if one's not working and you're not persevering with it enough and um, sweep it over change the color uh, it all depends on what the water state is how clear that water is now a lot of people will say that the lures with three treble hooks on are a little bit brutal i kind of agree with that I mean, if a, it can cause foul hooking, actually, if you've got a big lure with lots of treble hooks on it. They tend to use a lot of them in the uh, European countries, which I think can be a little bit brutal, uh, especially when you're considering with bass, there are numbers of which you can actually take home. So if you're going to take a bass home when you catch it, you have to check the regulations. Uh, usually it's one or two bass you're allowed to take home, depending on the time of the year. And um, so, you know, keep an eye out for that. What I tend to do is I tend to have, and bearing in mind that the lures have little circles on them, so you can change the hooks on these. Quite a lot of them you can decide on your own hooks to put on the lures and you get in the tackle shops. I tend to hook one treble on and then I like the circular hooks, a bit like they use in America or in Alaska. The big circular hooks are quite good because they're easy to get out um, if the bass get hooked on them as well. Now, uh, the shad lures are pretty good in all conditions, actually. They're divers because there's basically sinkers and surface lures. That's the main two lures that you will get. Um, lures like the, the Panchenko, uh, that tends to be a surface lure, which is good. And there's nothing better than getting a bass bite on a surface lure. It just takes your breath away when the bass comes up and takes your lure. But that's not quite so common as a bass taking a lure 
mid-water, mid-depth, or maybe even lower down. And it's one of those um, techniques with lure fishing that you have to have a look for the fish. You have to change lures, try a sinker, try a floater, and keep an eye on the conditions. If the water seems to be clouding up a little bit, then it might mean that you go for a white lure. Um, if the water's getting clearer around wherever you're fishing, then, you know, coloured lures are good. I tend to prefer the sinking lures, because one, they're a little bit heavier to cast. The J13 Rapala lure I loved. They're a bit old school now, but I really like that, because the middle of the fish is hinged. And when you reel that in, and bearing in mind that you are trying to imitate a fish, that actually does look like a fish uh, going along that might be separated or injured from its shoal. That moves realistically like a lost fish or an injured fish. The Panchenko are great lures, they're expensive and they do work without a doubt, but it all depends again on where the bass are actually hunting. You know, it's amazing, the change is dramatic. You'll know if you do go mackerel fishing, you know, you'll be feathering for mackerel and one minute you'll be catching a full house of six mackerel when you're reeling in fast, which would indicate that the mackerel are on the top and then sometimes you're reeling in really slowly and bearing in mind you'll have a sinker on um, and that sinker will be down low when you're reeling in slowly that sinker will be going down to the bottom of the surface down on the near the the bed and you can pick up mackerel there so anywhere you know sometimes mid speed is mid water and you'll be finding mackerel there it's no different with bass because where the mackerel are the bass will be in amongst them picking off those white bait for their dinner so that's the way to get into the mindset of how bass feed around mackerel and around white bait shoals as i say there's hundreds of lures all sorts of shapes and colors to be honest there's no scientific proof that you can only catch bass on lures in crystal clear water you can spend a fortune on multi-colored lures and shiny light reflecting lures but there are arguments that say even in unclear water bass can see the outline of the lure and they can fish and, and they can take a, a bite at that as well and it's proved with spinning anglers that the water doesn't have to be crystal clear in order to spin for bass bass have got quite good eyes and they can see an outline of a lure which is at the end of the day a bass has got to eat right so you know if it only eats in clear water it's going to have a problem <laughs> so bass feed when the water's cloudy or when the water is clear and um, the only difference is obviously they do use their sense of smell a bit and this is when we was talking about it a few weeks back when we talk about catching bass with squid and mackerel that's obviously the nose kicking in but being the fierce predator that it is it quite often feeds visually and that's where the lures come in to power and come into play and they do hit a bass bass really do hit a lure hard as well the one i said was only a three pound uh, that i caught the other day and my word it did wake me up when i got a bite um and spinning is a patience game you know you can spin for hours and not get a take and it's just a, a question of for some reason there'll be a bass come along or you'll be reeling in slightly different or moving your rod in a slightly different way moved your lure in a slightly different way and all of a sudden bang you'll get a hit on it where to get these bass well bass on lures you can fish on lures for bass up and down the uk but obviously they do like rocky outcrops and reefs they do like different directions of water flow if you're a wrasse fisherman and you like going fishing for wrasse off the rocks around the uk they're good venues for bass as well as they bass tend to sniff around the rocks as well but wherever there is a summer feeding frenzy like mackerel coming in white bait moving in 
or sprats moving in that's where the bass are likely to be able to be caught on lures and it's all about imitating that fish all you are doing with a lure is making it look like bait fish making it look like a dinner for a bass and it's a question of moving you it's no good reeling in at 100 miles an hour because the bass is not going to swim that fast to chase it you have to gauge how fast to go you have to gauge whether you want the lure to be down deeper in the water in which case you would obviously get a diving lure most lures have got that little plastic lip on the top which means when you reel in that lure will dive down otherwise known as a diver the weighted lures go to the bottom instantly and then when you're pulling them in they come to the surface so by bringing that lure up and letting it down again and bringing the lure up and letting it down again a bit like you would do when you're mackerel fishing that's the way to find out exactly where those bass are lots of different areas uh, as i say rocky outcrops around herm bay are very good the herm bay breaker arms good for the bass quite surprising even though it's really shallow surprising the bass that come up there and east sussex the cliff bottoms there the ones that are always falling down do be careful on them the margate chalky groins are good little uh, bass fishing spots um, around the jurassic coast obviously um, where there is crop rocky outcrops is excellent spots for bass and water tends to be clear there as well a lot more than it is down airway down like here on the southeast where i'm from spring tides are best to catch these bass on lures although any tide state bass can be there and it has been proven over and over again that bass are there you can fish at low tide you don't have to worry about it one of the great things about lure fishing is you can take yourself off on a sunny day put a few sandwiches in your box take four or five lures and then walk up and down the beach finding a good spot to cast your lure and the idea of having that light rod that we spoke about and the small reels is that you can go on all day you know you can stand on a rock all day fishing for these you can flick it out reel it in move on a bit like a poacher it's all good fun and once you get into it it's kind of very addictive too i went the other day and i'm finding myself wanting to go again now i want to get out there and i want to do some more bass fishing on lures so have a go the other little tip i would say to you is take some polaroid sunglasses a little cheat to see through the water slightly well it's a very good thing to have polarized glasses because you can see any white bait moving around any action any disturbance that's likely to be where the bass are and you can cast your lure it's great fun it's annoying sometimes uh, but it is really satisfying when you get a nice big bass on a lure um, it's really exciting they're beautiful fish they're powerful fish as we know beautiful fish to catch getting into the mindset of just taking lures and traveling light is great fun so give it a go get yourself a little lure rod and a small reel and some lures and have a chuck and see what you can find and that is how you go fishing for bass on lures well that's all we've got time for on this week's rodcast time always flies by when you're in a spin or you're spinning <laughs> pardon the pun i uh, hope you enjoyed it and thanks for your company and join us again next week where we're going to be talking all things fishing and certainly in the next couple of weeks our old friend nathan's going to be rejoining us to talk about some coarse fishing species and how to catch them that's all coming up in the next couple of weeks on the rodcast so don't forget to tell your mates to make a date with the Rodcast.